Well, hello, everyone. Coming up, Rhino and myself went to Universal Mardi Gras. And oh boy, do we have some thoughts. Are they good thoughts? Bad thoughts? You're just going to have to wait and find out. Les les bon temps roulés. This is the Universal edition of The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And this is going to be a very fun episode. Like I talked about, we are going to be discussing Universal Mardi Gras 2021 happening at Universal Studios Florida. But before we get to that. We just have to do our normal little bit of housekeeping here, like reminding you that if you want to book a universal vacation, consider using Dreams Unlimited Travel, the experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. And of course, you can find out more information at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But remember, we are able to make shows like this when you actually use Dreams Unlimited Travel. Not uh, If you don't use them, if you use someone else, that really does not, does not help us. But... Um, Hey, at the end of the day, it's your decision. You want to support us? Please consider using Dreams Unlimited Travel. And then also, please make sure that you are subscribed to us here on youtube.com slash disunplugged. Or if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, please make sure that you are subscribed. And specifically for YouTube, if you're watching it here, make sure to hit that thumbs up. So that way it looks like people enjoy this and, and more people want to end up watching it, too. That would also be very, very helpful for us, but I don't think I have anything else to mention with that. So uh, the only other thing I want to mention is that we do have some more exciting Universal news coming up. Uh, We are not ready to talk about that yet, but keep an eye out. So uh, I'm not going to give anything away, but you might not always find the Universal edition of the Diz Unplugged on this YouTube channel anymore. That's all I'm saying. And I I was literally like, "Ooh, what is it?" And then I remembered. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that's all I'm saying with that. And I want to also point out too, a lot of people are probably tuning in because they ended up watching this last week's episode of the Walt Disney World edition, Dis Unplugged podcast and hearing Pete talk about Universal and how he wanted to get over to Universal Mardi Gras and just Universal in general with us this week. And so you might be wondering, why is he not included on this right now? But unfortunately, the the one day that we went over this week, he was not able to attend with us. So he will be uh, he'll be making an appearance when he finally does get over to Universal with us. So just just stay tuned on that. It is it's coming along here. So. Oh, Rhino, Universal Mardi Gras 2021. The good times, mm-hmm. do you think they were rolling? I, I I think so. I was about to be like, yeah, we were rolling. But then I think that's what people say when they're on drugs. Hmm. At least they were, according to a health video, a video we watched in my health class as a child. So I don't know. But yeah, they I were certainly happening. I, I'm not sure as the validity of 
uh, rolling and such. So I'm going to just avoid using that now for the rest of the yeah. show, just so we're not okay. uh, we're not <laughs> setting a bad. We were example. not on drugs, just to be very, very yeah. clear. Yeah. That, okay. First and foremost, when we visited Universal Orlando, we were stone sober. I can promise you that. But uh, Universal Mardi Gras this year, it is obviously different than it has been in past years. It is Mardi Gras 2021 International Flavors of Carnival running February 6th through March 28th. Thank you very much uh, for a very informational uh, banner that's being hung under the Universal Studios Florida Arch, so that way I don't have to remember this stuff off of the top of my head. But that is the event this year, and uh, back in the old days of the Diz Unplugged and Universal podcast, when we didn't do a live in the park vlog, we would kind of kick off the show by showing you an overview video of what the experience was like. And I am happy to report that we are going to do that here as well, too. So that way you get a little bit of a, a taste of what it was like for us on our day when we were there on on Wednesday. So we are going to go ahead and roll this little video. If you're an audio listener, I will make sure that there is a link to the video in the show notes so you can watch it. But uh, for everyone watching this on YouTube, uh, the next two minutes are going to be Mardi Gras filled. So let's let's watch it now. Thank you. 
So that was our quick look at Universal Mardi Gras, and I wish I knew the name of that that uh, Zydeco band that was playing during that performance. They were fantastic. Uh, they they really made for a good soundtrack for this video. So I, I feel like I need to give them credit, even though I don't know who they are. But if someone knows them, or if they're watching out here, hey, thank you. Thanks for being a friend. <laughs> right. Okay, so <laughs> I I was just I was really just trying to goat you into singing that Rhino. So <laughs> yeah. thank you for not disappointing me. But okay, so Universal Mardi Gras this year a very different event than past years. Uh, of course, in it, last year for 2020 was even more different because it got cut off <laughs> just a couple weeks after starting, so it never even oh, got yeah. to fully flesh out and be the event that it normally is. But uh, this year also very different in that it's more of a, it's more of a food festival overall. I mean, that's the best way to describe it this year. It is, it is a food festival with some of those things you loved about universal Mardi Gras in the past. Also thrown in like beads and live music. Beads. 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 There were bees there too. Yeah, uh, unfortunately uh, for us, we did not get stung by them, so we don't know the full wrath of those beads or bees. I'm not quite sure which, bees. but uh, one of them. But yeah, so it's it's got all of those favorites that you love. The only main things that aren't happening this year, besides uh, being able to uh, get closer to performers in the streets and stuff, uh, the the only thing isn't happening is the parade and then the concerts by the the headlining acts that would always take place on select Fridays, Saturdays, and Sunday nights. Other than that, it, it's basically the event that we've known and loved for years, but just spread out over the entire park, which actually makes it a lot more enjoyable. It's they. Oh, whoa. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I guess that's why I shouldn't leave it on split screen all the time. I, so. I know. I was try- I was about to tell you, but it <laughs> happened so quick. I'm so sorry. That was amazing. I'm absolutely I'm I'm here for that sneeze. So I'll give you I'll give you a couple seconds to get it out of your system there. Um, but yeah, it's all spread. It's spread out. So that way everything's not on top of each other, because in years past, it would all be right in the park section of New York and basically just one straight line of food booths all piled on top of yeah. each other and everything was very close by. And then, of course, they'd have like drinks and uh, other tents set up around the park so that way you can still get your your Mardi Gras libations. But beyond that, uh, it's all it was all just like right there crammed in with each other. And now it really does feel like it feels like a full park event because they have made it a full park event and they've been able to do it by basically they place random floats just around Mm -hmm. the park. And so like the gator float is sitting in the middle of Hollywood, which if you've never been to universal before to see a giant massive alligator sitting in the middle of the street might be a little bit alarming, but at the same time, it then, uh, you know, it 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 really it really showcases how you can use these floats in a clever way without necessarily being just a parade. So I'm I'm loving that. But, yeah, the floats are placed just randomly around the park. I don't even know how many there actually were. I lost I lost track of the count, maybe like 
I, I think if a normal parade has a normal Mardi Gras parade at Universal has like ten floats, then maybe there was maybe there was eight set up around the park in just random sections. Hollywood Kid Zone out front of Mel's, there was floats out front of Fast and Furious Supercharged. A couple in New York, a couple around the stage. They're just all over the place. And then Fear Factor, there was one down there. What? what yeah, one was down by Fear Factor too. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, the the one the Fear Factor that felt like it was the only way they could draw people into that area. Back there, Otherwise, yeah. there's there's no point. Lure you but, back here. Yeah, and <laughs> on the floats, they are they have actual. Uh, they have Mardi Gras performers. I should say that they are still tossing beads in a hygienic way, I guess, is uh, as hygienic as you can get in the middle of a pandemic. So they're wearing they're wearing gloves. And of course, they have on their their masks that they, they need to have on. And yeah, they're they're tossing beads that way. I guess there's nothing to say that they can't start rubbing their faces and then tossing beads. But I would hope that they wouldn't do that, but I guess there's also nothing to stop them from doing that. But it's a, you know, it's, it feels like it's a little bit of normalcy in these very unnormal times. Abnormal. Unnormal. A little bit of normal in these abnormal times. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. 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 Abby normal. Abby normal. That's correct. So uh, Rhino, what are your thoughts on the overall atmosphere? Of the parade, not the parade, uh, honestly, the I, event, the parade, the avant. Um, yeah. I, I thought honestly, I, I actually thought um, for this even being like a pared down event, like the 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 ambiance, if you will, uh, is carried through throughout the park. I, it's crazy how just having those floats where they were with just like a couple people throwing the beads and a couple like stilt walkers or something like that, sometimes in front of them, just kind of really kept that going throughout the park it, it 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 didn't it it seemed it seems so simple yet it worked so well so i i honestly feel like like you and i were talking is that the the thing about the universal mardi gras parade is that it is it, it's it's um like uh its vibe is infectious like it it you know they come out with the police officers circling around and then the the parade floats are always so cool and it's just the throwing of the beads but it was it it was really nice to just have that during the day throughout the park like being able to actually like stop look and see all these floats get a picture here and there you know have the food i i think it was successful in terms of the atmosphere yeah i would completely agree with you a thousand percent on on all of that it's uh it, i i've been to mardi gras twice now since it kicked off and started going but in both times i felt like oh i can't wait to come back for this and i can't wait to come back for that so i i i know we say that kind of every year about mardi gras but this is one where i'm like uh, outside of what we're doing here for work with this i will come back and get the tasting lanyard and spend the 65 dollars on that mm-hmm. because there is so many food options that i want to try and considering we have through the end of march to take in this event, I know I will use it, and and the uh, your credits are still good even after the event's over, uh, just like it was oh, that's last cool. time around with the lanyard. So it's like even if you invest in this lanyard and you can't use it all once on this trip, you have it until until it's gone. But 
I I just I think there's a lot of value in it. And the tasting lanyard, what I should say is it is a way to experience the food at Universal Mardi Gras. So uh, throughout all of the event, there's all these food booths that are also placed around. I guess that's that's our segue into going to talk about the food now. And yeah. Yeah, there's there's all these little booths set up around the entire park. So Rhino mentioned the Fear Factor area. If you're watching this on video right now, then you're seeing the Bahamas booth that is set up right outside of Fear Factor. And there's all these li- just little pop-up stands like this throughout the entire park that uh, that are serving food. And they're trying to hit all the different places around the world internationally that celebrate some form of carnival or... You know, with mm-hmm. with United States, New Orleans having Mardi Gras, you know, uh, they're they're trying to focus on other stuff. And they're going very broad in some cases, like Germany has a booth and we'll talk about that. But obviously, Germany doesn't celebrate Mardi Gras or Carnival, but it's a celebration of Oktoberfest. So it's kind of a festival that celebrates different countries celebrating festivals, more or less, rather yeah. than this one specific one. The Festival of Festivals. Yeah, essentially what they just made it. The Festivals of yeah. Festivals. And and I actually, I really like that concept because it does broaden the amount of different foods that they're able to option, uh, offer and all the different options that they're able to offer versus, you know, saying we're only going to cover Carnival solely and just leave it at that. And, you know, then we, we might have good foods from from... Mardi Gras, Puerto Rico, uh, there's a Cuban booth, Trinidad and Tobago, like there's all these, there's all these countries that you know, have celebrations uh, that are all very similar. But it, it then broadens it out even further to the fact that like France has a little bit of a, a presence at at uh, Universal Mardi Gras. So it really makes it their international food and wine festival without being very on the nose about it. <laughs> Uh, and I honestly, I I'll say it again. I love eating and drinking through places, and I I thought this was uh, we sampled a couple of things, and I I gotta say it was great. And it's it's in contrast to what Pete said on the Tuesday show this week, which I feel like is kind of. I know he said he hasn't been to Universal in a while, and that's why I I didn't I don't agree with him on what he said about the the food inside of the theme park. I do agree that Universal City Walk has a better offering in terms of food, but I do think in the theme parks, they have started to get a lot better in terms of what they offer and the quality of the food that you're getting in there. And we, we talk about that a lot on here. I feel like, yeah, um, I, it's, that's one of the problems that we, we, when we get Pete back in the parks into Universal, we have to make sure that yeah. he does, doesn't go straight to Mel's and settles for like a <laughs> regular burger. Uh, it's been so long since he's really dedicated a lot of time to to actually finding the really great spots that Universal has. And uh, I, I think this event proves that they know they know they can do really good food. It, not everything is necessarily a big hit, but uh, Universal, th- this is this is showcasing their food and that they're not just any other any other person and uh, oddly enough it's it's been years since i've been to SeaWorld, and i need to get back there but we were stopped by a listener when we were at universal who then even said that that sea world's festivals the food that they have at that's even better than anything at disney or universal hmm. which that like kind of blew my mind 
but uh yeah. yeah it's i'm just happy that theme parks are are all trying to trying to step up their games as much as possible and so we didn't get a ton of food yet i'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there like i said i'm gonna eventually get a tasting lanyard and really go back in depth and and really sample around but we did eat at uh three different booths and one of them was the the german the germany booth and i will mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to get to my photos because i took screenshots of the menus but uh just because i don't have that knowledge off the top of my head i i just wait yeah. well before Go you ahead. describe Go what ahead. you ate i just i'll i'll just i had something to say about uh Please. actual booths themselves Please. i i was really impressed with the theming of all the booths like i for this being kind of the first real like event to have not just like you know, at Universal Horror, uh, Halloween Horror Nights, they do have booths set up with some like snack offerings sometimes, you know. Um, but this was really the first time that I, I feel like I've witnessed them have these like full fledged food booths that have two or three offerings everywhere throughout the park. I gotta, I gotta say the theming of all the booths was pretty good too. I, they were, they look like, you know, there, there was some that was in like shipping containers with the doors open and, and, you know, and I know we talked about it before about the the shade they were throwing at Disney by basically every booth was accompanied by a bunch of like themed tables, places where you can go set your food and eat. And it, it's it's nice. I think they did a really good job in terms of of that sort of a thing for something that to me is just this one event for a month that they they could have just done the typical like the booths are at Halloween Horror Nights with just the black the uh, tents and stuff like that. So I I, I thought that was. It was a nice touch. I think that it was a nice touch, too. And even though this show is not going to be live for its entire run, we're going to go back to record it and such. I One thing I do appreciate about doing this live is having live chat so that uh, then we can get corrected in the middle of what we're saying. So that way we don't sound too ridiculous. But so I, a new fun fact I found out, I threw in Germany multiple times saying they don't necessarily celebrate carnival, but John is helping me out here saying that Northern Germany absolutely does celebrate carnival specifically. He, he he's talking about Dusseldorf and the entire city shuts down to celebrate with parades, etc., and lots of beer. So uh, that's, I learned something new, but I don't have a photo of it. You saw it in, uh, you saw it in the video. If you watched it, uh, they clearly, even if Germany might celebrate Mardi Gras, they clearly were trying to celebrate Oktoberfest uh, in the sense that they had performers standing out wearing the uh, Lederhosen and, um, you know, it's, they were going, they were going for very, uh, Bavarian style with theirs. And I think that even, I know a lot of German food can be very similar, but even the, the food that they specifically featured in the event is, uh, is very much going for that Bavarian style for it. So let's start with what we had at Germany. I'm going to show your food first, Rhino, and okay. let you talk about it. You had the vegan bratwurst with beer braised onions. It was eight ninety nine, and it was a vegan bratwurst, beer braised onions, spicy mustard, and a warm baguette. Hmm. I I I will say this. I I know it seems like such a maybe a weird choice to ha- have, but um, I, I think they had multiple vegetarian and vegan options throughout their festival. It wasn't just like one or two. That was the, the ding I gave the festival of the arts at Epcot this year was that it only had like two things when it started. But 
Um, Craig knows I am trying to find a good plant based, uh, uh, a bratwurst hot dog, whatever, because famously I had like the worst one ever at, at the uh, hot dog hall of fames forever ago whenever we did that. But this was actually pretty good. It didn't have that pop in the casing that you really kind of I personally I associate with like bratwurst or kielbasa or any sort of like a sausage like that um, so I was missing that a little bit but in terms of the quality of the food item I ate I thought it was really really good the bread was really good it was you know I when you get something like like a bratwurst served in a in a, in a like a bun like that I feel like it's very easy to squish and everything just pops out of it. And I feel like the bread was just the right consistency. It was warm. Everything was hot. It had a nice spicy mustard in there. Um, I, I, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I also was like, I wasn't like blown away by it, but it was definitely way better than it, it, it could have been. Um, but again, I don't think I have found the vegan sausage for me. I'll take that on a shirt now, please. I will try to get you a shirt and, uh, uh, Nate AK asked, do they cook the food with big fire and does it make us big happy? I didn't see much big fire <laughs> at this event, uh, no. but I will say I walked away from this event feeling big happy. And yeah. if you are confused by any of this, you need to go to uh, you need to go back and watch our big fire reviews and, and get some of these big callbacks to uh, to to deep what we're going here. with now. Yes. Deep cuts. This deep cuts. So yeah. look for that next show. First, we're going off the rails with hot takes and now this deep cuts. Uh, but <laughs> I also want to uh, point out now it's I'm going to keep the correction train going on because now Santos saying, I don't think there's a European country that doesn't celebrate Carnival in some way or another. Check out the Carnival in Patra in Greece. So, OK, I resend all earlier statements. All countries celebrate <laughs> Carnival. Just all we learned Craig's. today. Yeah, I, I I will be the first to admit here. Yes, I did yeah. not do my research for this. I just assumed that uh, based on what Universal has said, like in media events when we've been going up to it, they they flat out say like, yeah, lots of countries celebrate Carnival in their own ways, and that's like where they leave it. And uh, I clearly did not do enough research on this, so I apologize. Please, please keep. Uh, Keep correcting us as we go along in this. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not even being facetious with it. It really helps to uh, add some integrity to this show if we can say that we're not just spewing out incorrect information. But uh, let's get back onto the food because that's what a lot of people want to know about. And I'm going to talk about my food item from the Germany booth. I had looks so good. Yeah. Oh. I had the pork schnitzel slider. It is a fried pork cutlet, spicy mustard, braised red cabbage and gruyere cheese for 5.99. And I I'm not joking when I say this when we saw the when we saw like the example that they had set up at the booth, I was like is how is this thing five ninety nine? And then yeah, it gets handed to me, and it literally was the exact same size as the one that they had on display, and just beautiful presentation. Like if you're watching, this is literally the food that was delivered 
to our table and I'll have the photos of our food in our show notes at disunplug.com. But this is literally what was handed to me. And I know it's very simple. It really is just that, that perfectly fried pork schnitzel, uh, served on a pretzel roll with, with that, that Gruyere cheese sauce on the top. And then there was, there was nice, uh, stone ground mustard on the bottom, but like it just, it looks beautiful. And, the obviously a pork schnitzel, you know, it is really it's it is punched down. It is very very thin, but this was a massive sandwich. I mean, if you would have if you would have taken it and folded it in half, and you're eating it like it's a like it's a chicken sandwich from a fast food restaurant, that's like the that's the portion size on this thing. So mm. then to add on the chips, which of course paired very nicely with it. It just it, it took this dish to the next level. This thing was amazing for five ninety nine. It's a steal when you get the lanyard and it breaks down to like the fifteen items for uh, four dollars and fifty cents each. Like when you start thinking about that, then it's even it's even more of a good deal. Uh, this thing, this thing was great. I don't. I I've eaten a lot of schnitzel in my day. Obviously, it. It's not quite as good as the schnitzel that you'll get in in Austria, in in Germany, or even a good German restaurant in the United States. But uh, it's also one of those things that's really hard to kind of screw up. Besides, uh, not not making sure that it's thin enough and over over frying it's obviously a good way to screw it up. But this was done really well. I will 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 be eating this again the next time I'm in the mood for schnitzel, which is uh pretty pretty often. And the fact that I can have it in a theme park and not at home where I have to get oil everywhere and my house will smell for days, even better for me. So Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to try this too because you like right when you bit into it, you were just like, oh, this is good. Like I, I it 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 looks so good. <laughs> it was it was good. And yeah, uh Sean just said that meal's not a slider. It was not a slider. <laughs> I'll say that. No. Not in any sense at all. And uh, But we're going to move on to the food, and I'm going to move on to your next food item that you had, Rhino, which oh, was okay, yeah. the jerk jackfruit at the Bahamas booth. And this thing was $7.49. It was jerked marinated jackfruit, rice and peas, and scotch bonnet salsa. Scotch bonnet salsa. Is that what you call it? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, so if you are familiar with the Universal show, you know, we did that um, dining review at Monsters Cafe. Um, not like for too long ago, I guess. Well, I don't know. We lost a year, so who knows? Uh, the, <laughs> but I got jackfruit in that and i'd never had jackfruit before and I hated what I got at Monsters Cafe. I remember that. And so I was a little, little hesitant, but I think somebody um, in a chat on one of these shows said to try it or what, whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a second shot. If, it, if it's gross, it's gross or whatever. I loved this dish. I, I am telling you it like I, I like jerk seasoning and I am so happy I got this because you know that Craig and I both really like spicy food. This was so spicy. I bit into this and also it was really warm. So I bit into it like straight up and I was like, oh, I have burned my mouth, I think. And but then it was just like the heat hit me so fast that I was just like, oh, I need my water bottle. And but it was it was something about the seasoning with the, the texture of the jackfruit, which I would almost compare to like pulled pork in this scenario a little mm -hmm. bit like not quite on that Th that's what i was thinking mentally but it was the texture of the jackfruit with like that rice and beans and like um 
and that uh, hit of spice, it just all worked so well that I, I honestly, I was like, should I just immediately get another one of these? <laughs> like, I liked it that much. It, it, and I still haven't stopped thinking about it. Like, I will definitely get this again before this festival is over. No question. Yeah. Well, on top of that, too, like... I, I know we have video of your reaction taking that first bite on our Patreon, patreon.com slash disunplugged, as long as you included that in there, right? Oh, I oh okay. I did, yeah. Yeah. It's so, embarrassing for me, but I did. Yeah. yeah. But you you sold me just on your reaction. I will I will be getting the chicken version of it. I have nothing against uh vegan eating or, or necessarily jackfruit. I actually looked at it and said Okay, I can completely tell the difference between the jackfruit that you add at Monsters and this one. And mm-hmm. this one actually looked like people were saying it should look like the consistency, the the texture, everything about it. This looked right. But yeah, I really want the chicken version. I want that. I'm curious to yeah. see how it stacks up against this one. Like that's that's what I'm so I I'm, I want to hear that because I'll try the chicken one next time. If you if you say it's as, if it's if you think your reaction is similar to how I reacted. John in our chat is saying that the jackfruit one was good, but uh preferred the chicken variety. So I, I'm definitely oh, very excited okay. to try the chicken variety as well too so now i'm gonna move on to my menu item that i had next which was from the uh puerto rico booth and not you rhino i can nod you're you're tasty too Mm -hmm. you're you're tasty you're not you're not this item this was the this was the pernal and mafungo and this was 5.99 and it's roasted pork Smashed plantains and onion moho. And that's what this was. And Rhino, I, I walked by it and I said that, ooh, that's what I want to try from there. And Rhino asked if I ever had it before. And I said, I have not had Mafungo before. And he he didn't seem too sure that Universal would be able to make a good take on Mafungo and yeah. uh, said that if I didn't enjoy it, that shouldn't necessarily stop me from ever getting it again. And yeah. uh, so I didn't let any of that play into my head necessarily, but it was uh, pre, pre-context pre for all of this. And I will be honest, visually, this thing is not good looking. Um, without the flag <laughs> and that little crispy piece of pork on there, I think it would just kind of look really gross. And... Uh, the texture of it overall actually was not pleasant. It was just mushy. And mm. I, and uh, yeah, that's, that doesn't work. There was nothing standing out that had a little crunch in this. So yeah, it was all just, it was all just mush in my mouth. And honestly, the flavors, I don't think there was, there was much standing out. There wasn't really anything popping. Uh, I, yeah. in the moment, I was like, yeah, this is good. But by the time I finished that little dish, I was like, actually, this it's okay, but I I don't recommend it, and I wouldn't get it again. I don't think it was bad, but I'm also a little bit more adventurous. If you aren't adventurous, you probably wouldn't order it in the first place. But beyond that, if you if you weren't adventurous and then took a bite of it, I think you would probably say it's it's pretty gross. But yeah, 
I well, the thing is too. I, I so there's a mofongo. Uh, there there's a place actually just outside of Universal that we like to go and get mofongo at, and um, they do it kind of like it comes and it's the mofongo like forms a cup and it basically is filled with like this garlic sauce is the one I get with like chicken and stuff in it. So I like that kind because like the sauce as you eat it sinks into it and and I feel like the one I saw here I was like mm, that doesn't it it just wasn't doing it for me. So I'm like I don't know. Yeah. I so. I it it from my perspective as somebody who has had it a couple of times uh in his life and I do enjoy it but I I have had bad mofongo too and I think it can come down to how the plantains are done or whatever and I'm no expert obviously I just yeah I, it's just and that was my complaint with this I thought the onions were tasty I thought the pork was actually it was well done pork uh it was it was the plantains that just didn't they didn't take off for me it was it wasn't that they were like sweet and that made it balance it was just bland it was all very bland and i i did not expect a bland dish and that's what i was i was basically served so uh and i we didn't try anything beyond that because i'll be honest for me after these two dishes i was full i i feel like both mm-hmm. of my choices provided enough food that with just having two things that was a complete meal for me and any any step beyond i don't think i would have been able to enjoy it because i would have been too full to have any more i i did look at some of the yeah. desserts but nothing nothing was good enough to sell me at least on this visit uh when we would when we went into the tribute store though there the i will say one of the things this year the way they have the king cake done looks so good yeah. Oh. And that that's one where that's one where I was like, ooh, the presentation looks different than it's been in the past. And so um it it, it being like their own little I don't know. I feel like I remember us getting it before and sometimes it just wasn't that great. Yeah. It's, uh, but this just I was like, ooh, I want this. <laughs> that's the hard part with King Cake, is it's essentially like a mix between a donut and uh a donut and a cinnamon roll. And so it's one of those things you can't really screw it up. It's just, when are you going to have the king cake that is like next level? And honestly, the one this year, it looks like it's, it looks like it's pretty close. I mean, of course it's visually beautiful, but then the fact that they add the little cookie on top too with the Mm -hmm. the crown, I think it just, it looks really, really beautiful. So I told Kylie, I would go back on, uh, on Monday and pick us up a little king cake to have for, for Mardi Gras then. So I will be trying this this sooner than later here, but it, it looks it looks uh, very visually appealing. But again, with with what with what we had already eaten, I just I wasn't quite there to to get something else. But I, honestly, there's so much I want to go back and try. Like the the main uh, the main New Orleans booth that's kind of set up right outside of Mel's. They were doing uh, they were doing some of the boils that they had done on a bigger scale in years past. Uh, they had like a, a crawfish and shrimp boil. And I think there was two other ones that I, I really want to try. I need to get over the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to get my hands dirty with it. And it's not something I, I really am wild about right now. But uh, there's there's just so, so many food options throughout this thing. Uh, Spain, Colombia. Uh, again, so many just from New Orleans. There's a Bloody Mary bar set up as well, too. I don't know who would yeah. want Bloody Marys when it is 90 degrees outside in, in Central Florida, but God bless you if you do want that. But I think I think they knocked it out of the park with the amount of food that they're offering in this event, and then overall what the uh, the what the 
the actual options then at the booth. They're they're really going out there. And you know what? Some of them might not be winners, but A plus for trying. And something that I might not have necessarily seen on like if I saw Mafungo on a menu, maybe I would just look past it. But in that context at Universal, I'm gonna give it a shot. So that's that yeah. that uh, it took an adventurous eater and it brought me out of my shell a little bit more, even though it was very basic. I mean pork plantains <laughs> and onions. That's that's pretty straightforward, but next time I have a Corey share a Randazzo's king cake with you. Uh, Corey used to always bring actually yeah. Julie. Corey's Corey's selfish about his king cake. Julie yeah. <laughs> would bring us king cake in and and give it to us. And yeah, I uh, I I haven't had good New Orleans king cake now in a very long time. It's been it's been a couple of years. So. I am going to move away from the food, and we're going to finish off here on the tribute store. But one thing I did want to point out that it was a comment that I really liked that I feel like is very relevant to our audience coming here from Jennifer. And Jennifer said, as a person who isn't able to ride many rides, the style festival is really appealing to her. I went around and visited floats while friends rode rides, and it was great. And that's a that's actually really, really good feedback that I like to see because that is one of the things we struggle with when talking about Universal so much is, yes, the parks are great, especially if you're a thrill seeker, but then it's a little bit lackluster when it comes to uh, non-thrills. And we've had episodes where we talk about the highlights of non-thrills, usually performances and E.T. and uh, more performances. Yeah. But beyond that, it's kind of it's not really a great a great balance. And so having a festival like this right now really does actually, it gives something for the non thrill seekers to do and actually shows off one of the better sides of universal with that too. So enough that we said, like, I wish they could find a way to do this style festival in other points of the year rather than just right now. And uh. I'd love, I'd love it if, because I mean, we saw them do the, um, like the two daytime houses during Halloween season this year. Um, I would love it if maybe there was, they set this kind of a scenario up and then during Halloween, we got like kind of the fall festival during the day. And then it was Halloween Horror Nights at night. I would, I would, I know that would probably be, that's a lot, a lot of investment, obviously, because you have the houses and then all that. But I think that would be cool because it would give you, especially if you're somebody who's frequent fear pass or anything like that, you have all these things, extra things to experience, which is, which is a lot of fun. But I also love the idea of this festival that can, can, it's not just, just at nighttime. It's like throughout the day, but it could also be the version of like a family friendly mm-hmm. um, Halloween event. Right. So if it's fall during the day and then, it, you know, then, then it kind of at night, that's when the ghosts and everything come out. So I, 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 I'm curious to see how well this goes and and what they kind of take and uh, run with it, you know, yeah. do with it. I completely agree as well, too. So I would even be open to something uh, something like this going into the summertime just for a short period. I know summer's busy and they don't need the extra crowds, but I miss I miss the days of when they had the summer concert series at Universal. I mean, this is hmm. this is pre Diagon Alley when they needed a reason to get people into Universal Studios, Florida. So they would have big concerts in the summer and then they brought it back for the the 25th anniversary just briefly. But like uh, I miss I miss those days when it felt like you had weeks and weeks and weeks of Mardi Gras 
and all these big acts. And then you had a couple weeks off and then summer concert series starts up and you have, you have more of an event again, but that's, that's a different, that's a different, uh, complaint slash, uh, criticism for another episode. So let's finish off on the tribute store, which is a big uh, staple of any event they are now doing at, at Universal Orlando and uh, to the point where it's always so beautiful when you walk inside that I think the only way that they can like continue this theme running now in the off season is by doing like a tribute to Universal tribute stores or something, something along those lines. But uh, once again, they just knocked it out of the park with the design inside the store. And I'm just, you saw more of it during the video, but like, this is the final room where the food is. Uh, it just looking like a dark, decrepit bayou scene straight out of New mm-hmm. Orleans and in the South. And it's this is a temporary store for a temporary event. And just looking at it, you would never say that. And I know I know they're able to reuse props and such from other stuff. But this this is incredible. It just looks so, so amazing. Yeah. I really love these tribute stores. I I just think they're just a fun way to really get into any of the events and the set dressings, the set decorating, the team knocks it out of the park with like having different rooms be different, like themed parts of it. So it just, you know, and, and I, I, what I love about universal, what I've always loved about universal is how they are very adoptive to like, they, they're, they're much more willing to, they understand that people love their park and want to share that love. And it felt like for a long time, Disney used to kind of be like, no, that's our job to share that information, not yours. You know, no, no, you know, there was a big like, none of this, like Universal's all about, yeah, let's make you a photo centric stuff. We want to design stuff around, you know, people that are very active on social media and we want you to come here. And we understand that a lot of you maybe don't have rides that you go on. So we want to provide you with like a fun shopping experience or something like that. I feel like I was overly critical of Disney there for a second, but um, the, I just think that's, I, I, I feel like this store is part of that leaning into being like, look, we've got something that we know that uh, people who are love Instagram and Twitter and all that, they're going to have a fun field day in here. Come on in and, and see this sort of like, this stuff and i i don't i you and i were joking but i i want to see what they do now after mardi gras but pre-halloween like give us another one because i loved the halloween one i loved the christmas one and now here we are yeah. for mardi gras so we got we, we need one more to round us over to halloween i feel exactly like. and this year like I, I showed again the last the last scene which is very like bayou style but uh, the first one when you walk in it's very much like jazz hall in a way mm-hmm. uh that you would it just has that old style feel to it. And in there they have like this, this cool merchandise opportunity where you can make like a customizable record label that is, that is universal. Yeah, that was cool. Theme. Like, I love that. And then the next room is your, your a little bit uh, mysterious cemetery with beads hanging from all the trees. And they have one of the wax machines in there with the, with the skull this year. And then the next room is a pirate theme room and, and they have a, a wax melt that's with pirate ships. And so like, I love that each one is like, it just has this, complete different feel to it and even though the merchandise starts repeating very quickly it's just it's it is an attraction in itself to go in and walk around and 
And I, I, I'm also a fan of a lot of this, the merch this year. I'm probably not going to buy much of it, but like I was obsessed with this glass. I love that glass. I yeah, will be getting that it. Glass. Yeah. It, I didn't get it yesterday because I needed to, I needed to hype myself up before I go back and just, uh, drop $13 on a glass. But at the same time, if I wait a little bit, it might go on sale if they have too many at the end of the event. It's a dangerous game you're it playing. <laughs> I've played it too many times and I've lost. So I probably won't, but then, uh, you know, just, continuing showing off some of the uh merch like even like i thought this shirt's fun i will never wear it tie-dye is not my style and it's very busy but i feel like i feel like it's something that that just it, it felt like a throwback but at the same time highlighted a lot of the the different cool parts of the event so if you're listening it's basically uh it's kind of the same design that was on the glasses which is just retro mardi gras the gator floats on there the 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 riverboat floats on there there's a there's a drink that looks like looks like it came straight out of pat o'brien's and just a very cool very cool design in general and their their logo this year for mardi gras is very simple it's the old school style universal studios florida logo with with a mask on it a venetian mask on it and beads hanging off of it and they have this logo on on a mask they have it on hats they have it on t-shirts it's a it's really it's something that i'm i'm, I'm digging it's simple classy gets to the point and rhino's favorite thing they had uh, mardi gras <laughs> rubber duckies they're cute <laughs> yeah they are cute it's they're the one i have a nativity scene of rubber duckies that somebody gave me when i worked at borders and it always was on my desk at borders like yeah. it was on my thing and i i thought it was such a weird random gift i i'm not super religious or anything i don't know why they gave it to me but now whenever i see these ducks they always make me laugh because they make me think of that weird random ducks i have i, I i'm a fan of rubber duckies so uh, all all the way good get all your mardi gras rubber duckies there but uh then i have to mention that they also oh. are selling exclusive uh magic candle company scents inside there which if you've watched uh if you've watched any Diz video over the past uh, two years i feel like it's now at this point if you've watched any that uh is never heard of this place pete or fiasco or jackie or denny or anyone then uh yeah magic candle company one of the sponsors of uh the diz and uh yeah exclusive exclusive sense to universal mardi gras that that universal worked directly with them to create so that's is this is just one of them and uh uh very very cool to see see something that so many people love now inside an actual theme park. So um, I'm digging it. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about inside the tribute store that, of course, everyone loses their minds over, and that's whatever the moving gummy is of of the event. Yeah. And, you know, for for Christmas, it was the light bulbs, the not light bulbs, the like the, the tree lights, the ornaments, they were ornaments. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of it. They were the lights, though. And then for for Mardi for blah, blah, Mardi Gras, this is Mardi Gras for Halloween Horror Nights. It was the um the hearts that were yeah, beating. it was the beating heart, the beating yeah. hearts, yeah. And with this year, it is skulls, and uh, yeah, they're they're talking, they're talking. It, it's it's fun. I mean, it looks cool. It's a it's whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten one of them, but I do love that they just are like, well, we have. Why not? Let's no. just throw it back on that thing that blows the air up of them. 
Yeah. I mean, I, it's, they're fun. They're definitely, it's something that you can't walk past it and not look at them and take a photo. But at the end of the day, a gummy is a gummy. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't sit around. I don't often stop and say, you know what? I'm really in the mood for a giant gummy head, a big giant skeleton gummy. Yeah. Kids, I mean, though, kids. I mean, when I was a kid, I was a. I remember there was a movie theater or a movie theater, a movie. Uh, what do they used to call those? Not like a blockbuster. You know, you rented movies from. It was called Max Movies, and they had big, giant, like gummy things. I always used to beg my mom to get them, and I used to get the creepiest looking ones too. So I was like, little me would have been would have loved this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love uh, phenomenal brandy. Uh, hit it on the head. That's a gummy gimmick. That's a gimmick gummy. A gummick, if you will. <laughs> I like a good play on words. We always say it. I will most likely respond and acknowledge you if you give me a good, if you give me a good play on words. So thank you very much, phenomenal Brandy, for really, uh, really tying this all together here. And yeah, so that's that's kind of the event in a in a handful. So I, I know the only other thing I'd throw in that I feel like I didn't really touch on besides acknowledging the music that we used in the video from the one performer. Uh, they also had performers on top of the riverboat float a couple times throughout the day as I was moving around, which I love that too. So I, I love, uh, and I always screw it up. I have to think about it before I say it's the Zydeco music, uh, that you would hear, you know, New Orleans style jazz music. Like I love that. So I love when I hear it throughout the park, not just like pre-recorded loops that are that are played all throughout. Like I love it when it comes from live performers. It just it has that it has that feel to it that's perfect. So I love that that's there too. I'm I'm digging this event this year. I think I think it's uh, it's definitely one of those things that I know it's probably pretty difficult to plan a last second trip at this point to make it before the end of the event, especially considering Mardi Gras is this upcoming Tuesday. So anything after the fact, you know, you can still celebrate and have fun and celebrate Carnival. But if you're specifically talking about celebrating Mardi Gras, you know, you're a little late on it. But I I'm, I'm digging I'm digging the event. I I think it was it's it's a solid format this year and I'll actually miss it if next year they go back to the old format because I think there's a yeah. lot right about what they're doing here. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. So, I do you have anything else to say? No, no, no. No. The beads. The, if you leave that park without having getting a bead, it means you are actively attempting not to get one. I would also agree with that too. Um they uh they had beads galore. I I thought it was going to be a safety thing where they're like, we'll only throw to people who want beads. But I had in the two times I was there, I think I had at least five or six beads hit me in the face when I wasn't paying attention because I'm filming or doing something else, you know, just off in la la land, not really paying attention. And then you get smacked right in the face with beads. But yeah, it's a it's beads, beads galore and bees galore, too. The best of beads, beads, beads. Bees. Yeah. Well, that was fun. So I don't have anything else to say about Universal Mardi Gras. I don't know what we're going to be talking about next time around. So that's going to be fun. But uh, I'm sure we will. We will find a. Uh, we'll find a humdinger to really, to really Ooh. enjoy and get get on to. I'm ex- I'm excited for a humdinger. Thank goodness you started talking because I didn't know how to dig myself out of that hole there. But uh, that's 
that's it for this episode. So uh, again, I'll go over all the, the housekeeping stuff one last time. If you're watching this video right now, please hit that thumbs up and let us know that you enjoyed it. And after the video is done being live, you'll be able to leave comments, uh, correct us more. And I know some was not correction, just, you know, a, a heads up, but whatever, whatever you want to call it, leave us those comments and let us know, let us know what we missed. Let us know what you want to see from our coverage with universal. Please just give us, give us any feedback or just give us a friendly hello. And I, I like reading those ones too. Sometimes, sometimes those ones are, are nice after, after weeks of being just completely destroyed emotionally. So, uh, it's always, always good. So, uh, just make sure too that you are subscribed to the channel as well and keep an eye out for, uh, new updates to come as well. And if you're planning on going to Universal, if you want to get, get here in the summertime to hopefully get on the Jurassic World Velocicoaster, Please consider mm-hmm. using Dreams Unlimited Travel, the experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. So visit them today, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. So, Rhino, thank you very much for doing this. No, thank you for having me. Yes, and thank you, everyone out there, for listening and watching. We truly appreciate you. Thank you for all of the support. It means the world to us. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still have not changed the name. <laughs>